Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our online internet church service. I'm so happy that you're here, and I believe today that God's Word will minister abundantly to your life, spirit, soul, and body. Now, let's begin today's service by honoring the Lord, putting Him first by bringing in the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of the Lord. I have a very interesting scripture for you today that I would like for you to meditate upon concerning God's blessing for you for your finances. Look at this in Jeremiah 31 verse 37. Thus says the Lord, if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all they have done, says the Lord. Now, you and I both know that God has made a covenant with the nation of Israel, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel, and certain covenants were made, and Israel is going to be here forever. Israel's not going anywhere. And the Lord says, if heaven can be measured, that I will cast off all the seed of Israel. Well, we already know that he's not going to cast off the seed of Israel. And so that tells us that heaven above cannot be measured. Now, some of you, maybe some of you that enjoy space and science and things along that line, you hear astronomers say, soon we'll be able to see with our new telescopes to the very edge, to the very end of the universe. Well, I really believe all the angels chuckle when they hear stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I kind of laugh and smile to myself when I hear statements like that, because the truth is they're never going to find it. If heaven above can be measured, if they ever do get it measured, then God's going to tell Israel, I'm done with you, and I'm done with all my covenants, I'm done with the planet, and, and you know, it's just not going to happen. God has given certain promises that are eternal, that He has sworn by, and He's made a covenant oath, and they're never going to change, nothing's ever going to alter that, and I just need to let you know that scientists, it doesn't matter if they put a telescope in space, that's 10 miles long and gigantic in size, they're still never, ever going to be able to find the edges of the universe. They're never going to be able to measure it. I believe that it's actually increasing. And there are many scientists who have submitted reports with what would appear to be, you know, hard data that gives evidence to the fact that, um, hey, the universe is not collapsing, it's not getting smaller, it's actually, from our data, what we're seeing, it's actually expanding. Woo! Now that sounds like God, and that's also why it can never be measured, because of the increase that's still taking uh, place at the outer extremities, it's just moving on. Woo! Moving on out, praise God. And God wants you to have that same touch where if you're a businessman or a businesswoman, and this is what your business brought in last year, well, you need to be at a place where this year you have gone beyond that. You have expanded beyond that, okay? 
So with this ministry uh, reaching a certain amount of nations, certain amount of souls being saved, hearts being touched, well, that, that's been great what we've had before, but what's going on? We are expanding. We are increasing our outreaches, and we're just going to keep on going and going and going. We're not going to put limits. We're not going to try to measure and say this is where we should stop. We're just going to keep on doing all that we can. Praise God. If heaven above can be measured, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel. God's never going to cast off the seed of Israel, and so therefore the heavens can't be measured. My friends, I believe that God wants your faith, as the Bible says, to be ever increasing. Okay, not where you stop and say, that's good enough. We had a good year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I prayed and God actually answered, I'm, I'm totally satisfied with my faith now. No, ever increasing faith. Also, going from glory to glory. As another scripture says, going from strength to strength. As Paul the Apostle said, going from faith to faith. Woo, praise God. Okay, so you're at this level. Let's go to the next level. It doesn't mean that we're not appreciative and thankful for all that God has done. It's just, it's just that there's so much more. And we're ready to move on. You know, you would never want to stay stuck in second grade. As wonderful as as maybe it was, and maybe you can still remember your teacher in first, second, or third grade, and you think those were just wonderful experiences, and they were for that time and that season in your life. But, you know, something's going to be really weird if you're in your 40s and you're still in elementary school. My friends, it's time to go on. It's time to increase. It's the nature of God, this this expansion that never stops, that that it's so it's so increasing, it can't even be measured. Mm, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And if God can cause the universe to have this type of size and expansion, now just imagine how big he is. Imagine how unlimited his power is, and he is your heavenly father. So he's got a lot more room for you. So it's time for increase. So tie in to his covenant. Okay, tie in to his principles to co- commit your heart to his way, his path. And I tell you what, there's nothing but increase, increase, increase coming to you. And that absolutely includes your finances so that we can do more to increase the spread of the gospel in the earth. Woo! Praise God. Don't put limits on God. He's way too big. And you're created in his image and his nature. And so you need to be thinking the same way. You must go on. God's got more for you. I would dare say God's got a lot more for you. And there's a million ways he can get it to you. So don't limit the Lord. Praise God. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people as they're bringing the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. I pray, Father God, that if there would be any limits on your people, limits in their thinking, limits that uh, or blockages that would try to hold them back from going to the next level financially, Father, in the name of Jesus, by his anointing, let it be broken in Jesus' name, and let your people expand on the left, on the right. Let them move forward for your glory. Hallelujah. Carrying the banner of Christ as they go with great, great, great prosperity. Now, Father, we thank you for covenant prosperity. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I tell you, we serve such a big God. Wow. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Mind boggling stuff. 
All right, those of you that like to mail your tithes and offerings in, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, 28654. Now, those of you that would like to bring it in online, it's safe, it's secure, and you can do so anytime, day or night, please visit the ministry website of stephenbrooks.org. Org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes, Offerings, Sow and Reap, and you can go there anytime and bring them in. Now, along with your tithe, which is 10% of all that God has blessed you with, out, out of all of your increase, the 10% is the tithe that belongs to the Lord. If you would also like to sow some seed or give an offering on top of your tithe, then on our ministry website, we have a header called Projects. There's two projects. We have the Fence Project, and we also have the Hanger Project. If you would like to sow into either one or both of them, they are available, and the Lord is blessing those projects, and the Lord is blessing His people as they tithe and so praise the Lord. Very, very exciting. We're, we have implemented uh, stage two on the fence. We've called the fence company, and we're just uh, ironing out the dates because, you know, we're busy, we're traveling and things like that, so we're scheduling the date. And so the second phase is going to go up, and I tell you what, the first phase is beautiful. The second phase will just make it even better, and uh, then we'll make that turn on that final long stretch, and uh, it will have the entire property fenced, just like Job Satan just didn't like it. Job had a fence around his life that God had established. And he even told the Lord, you put a fence around this guy. I can't touch him. If that's something you want in your life and you want to somehow tie into that, sow into that fence project and just believe that God will put a hedge of a protection, a fence in the Hebrew, it literally means a fence around your life that the, the devil, the dirty devil can't touch and he can't, he can't get through. He can't get through to you. Praise God. Amen. And for those of you that like to travel nationally, internationally, just, just you love to travel and you're wanting to sow seeds so that you can travel, there's the hanger project. Praise God. And that, that hanger project is not for a hanger to go stand in. That hanger project is going to be for the future ministry jet. Praise the Lord. So if you, you want to travel and you feel God's called you to travel and things along that line and you want to sow seed to travel, there's, there's some good soil right there so that you can be a jet setter and and a globe trotter. Woo, praise God. I'm not joking about that. If you want to travel, you want to get out there. Hallelujah. Get ready. Sow some seed. Get your passport. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. God's moving. God's moving. All right. So, Father, we just thank you. Blessing, blessing of increase in the name of Jesus. Unlimited expansion. Amen. Amen. I would say as far as the eye could see and beyond, <laughs> as far as your eyes, telescope, binoculars, whatever, just God, God can still see beyond that. Go with God and you'll live your dream. Amen. Praise God. All right, today, let's go over to a beautiful psalm. This would be Psalm 16. And we're going to talk today about the presence of the Lord, getting into the presence of the Lord. I, I know I get a lot of emails, Pastor Stephen, I know there is this glory realm, there is this presence, but teach me how to get into it. Uh, not, not just also like in a corporate meeting, you know, a church meeting, but uh, because if you're in a, uh, a meeting with believers, you can ride the coattail of the prophet, 
or the apostle or whoever is ministering. In other words, if there's an anointing that's created that's on a person or on the church, you can get into that atmosphere and uh, maybe you're flat as a pancake. But if that anointing is real high, the glory's there. Well, you can just ride on the, the coattail or skate behind that. Uh, you know, in NASCAR, they call it drafting, just get behind the lead car and they'll pull you and it actually creates a vacuum or suction. And the next thing you know, you're, you're right in the thick of it yourself. But you know, uh, you still, you're going to have to go back to your house. You have to go back to your job. You have to go back and face personal problems, uh, challenges and things like that. And you face them with the Lord, but in a sense, you're still one-on-one against your own David and Goliath. Okay. So you have your own things where, you know, you can't take that, you can't take that whole group home with you. So you need to know how to get into the Lord's presence. Now, if you are a person that, that is very flexible in that, and you're skilled in that, then of course you can be one of those sparks that when there are meetings and there are public gatherings, church services, or, you know, conventions and big corporate meetings, where we come together as believers, then because you know how to get into the presence of the Lord, you come as a spark, you come as a fire, and uh, you're, you're already just ready to go. So you're one of those people that help create that atmosphere of glory and of the presence of God. And so uh, people like that are very, very in, important. And, you know, I've, I've been in, I've been privileged by the Lord to be in meetings where me and my wife, we have been fire starters. Uh, I went into a meeting one time. I, I had come off a long fast. Uh, I had really sought the face of the Lord. And I came into this one service where a prophet was ministering and it, uh, he was ministering good, but there was no, there was no, like no, uh, no like breakthroughs in the service or anything like that. So uh, after he was finished preaching, he called everybody up to start praying over everybody. And he is praying sincerely, but there's nothing where like you would say fire broke out. But um, I, I got up in the line and when he touched me, because I just had spent a whole lot of time with the Lord when he touched me, boom, it's just like fire exploded in the whole place. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't so much because of me. It's just that anytime anybody's ministering, you're looking for dry wood and it's hard to get a fire started with wood that's wet or wood that, you know, it's not interested or, you know, you, you get people in the line that are just curiosity seekers. You get people in the line because maybe their mother wanted them to get in the line or, you know, the pastor says, not everybody line up and, you know, half the people are falling asleep or, you know, didn't even follow the message. And so those are the things that a minister, you know, has to work through. So trust me, if, if a man or woman of God is ministering, they're looking for dry wood and that's the kind of a person you want to be. You want to be just like, hey, I'm like a bale of dry hay. Just put a little match up to me and we're going to have an explosion. And so that's what happened when he hit me. And after he hit me, it's just like everything else. It was just like, you know, cakewalk. People are, you know, all being touched. Now the glory's all there and stuff like that. And I'm just happy to be a blessing like that. And, you know, really at that point, my ministry was very, very young. I was just kind of really even getting started in the ministry, but the Lord honored that. And uh, trust me, any, uh, even today, any anointed minister, you're looking, you're looking for those in that group, in that crowd that, that, how can I say they're hungry because you can come anointed. You can come with the glory. You can come with the power, but um, you, you need people that are pulling on that anointing if you really want to see the service be successful. And you can't blame it on the minister if it doesn't always end the way God wanted it to be. And you can't blame it on Jesus, what happened at Nazareth. It wasn't Jesus' fault that he left that 
what we would call public meeting with very little results. I mean, it says in the Bible, only a few sick people were healed, but you know, in these other towns, he's having just total blowout miracles. He's having meetings in other places where everybody was healed, but he goes there to Nazareth. And it was like, you know, in many ways you would call it a flop, but trust me, it wasn't the Lord's fault. It wasn't like he wasn't prayed up, wasn't anointing, wasn't, wasn't prepared. Oh no, he was walking in that mighty power, but uh, you know, they just didn't engage him. They didn't engage, uh, you know, the, the power of the spirit that he was walking in. So, that's a, that's something that will help some of you young ministers that are out there uh, realize it's not all on you. You have to do the best you can to get the people uh, to engage. And so if sometimes if you just get one or two, it'll begin to spread like fire throughout the others. And, and, and even the wet wood can eventually start, you know, if you get enough heat, enough fire, even that wet wood would burn. Praise God. But also, I'll be honest as well, there is also a point where you get to where as a minister, you only want to go where there's dry wood. Why? You don't have time. Uh, you don't, especially when others want it, you don't have time to go do, you know, try to like raise the dead who don't want to get raised in the first place. And I'm not talking about physically dead. I'm just talking about people that, uh, church people that don't care. They're not interested. They don't want to move of God. Uh, they like things the way they are dead. Okay. Well, there's a plenty of other places I can go to that are on fire. Why are in the, why in the wor- world would I go there and waste my time? I'd rather go somewhere where the wood is dry. There's fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that has a lot to do with revival. Mm-mm. Has a lot to do with the moving of the spirit. So you have to be you have to be that person that's hungry that just says, God, um, I want you, I need you. And if you, if you do that, you'll always be fresh. You'll always be blessed. You'll always be full of the joy of the Lord. And then you can help take others into it as well. Praise God. Heavenly father, as we go into Psalm 16, as we go into this study of your presence, we ask that your anointing would come, that your spirit would come, and that your people would find that path easy to navigate spiritually. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I would say that two of the biggest requirements are just hunger and thirst. And those of you that know, I'm sure probably most of you, uh, you know that thirst is more extreme than hunger. You can be hungry and it can, it can agitate you, disturb you, distract you. But you know what? Uh, you can hold out a little bit longer, but if you start getting real thirsty, uh, thirst is, is a, it's a stronger craving and it's something that really you can't avoid. It, it has to be dealt with when it's really strong. So you want to be hungry, but you want to be thirsty. You want to really go after the Lord. And if you do that, you are going to have encounters in the glory. You're going to be showing up in the presence of the Lord. Now, Psalm 16, there's so many uh, amazing things in this chapter. Verse 7, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. And there is the spirit of counsel. The seven spirits of God are very, very important. You need to be familiar with the Holy Spirit, with the lampstand. Of course, the lampstand was a piece of furniture that was in the Old Testament tabernacle system. It, It was there in the temple in the day of Jesus. You need to understand the significance of the meaning of the menorah, the lampstand, the Holy Spirit, and the grace that He brings of identifying Christ 
of flowing through you and just uh, all the goodness of the Holy Spirit particularly the spirit of counsel and he says uh, bless the Lord who has given me counsel my heart also instructs me in the night seasons seeking the Lord at night can be very challenging I think one of the main reasons to do it is because it's quiet that if you get up in the middle of the night things are calm things are still even if you're in New York City you know they say New York never sleeps well you know I've been in Manhattan many times and uh, it, it does slow down yes around three o'clock in the morning uh, yeah there's still people out on the street but not many you, you know no matter where you go in the world in the middle of the night things really begin to kind of slow down and that is a good time especially if you're not in the big city uh, it's a, just a good time when things are quieter more comfortable and still and you can seek the Lord without having the normal types of distractions but also it's very difficult because you know you you may feel that fatigue during the day uh, sometimes you may be looking for a good nap because you were up praying the night before and that's why it can also be seasonal in in season he said my heart also instructs me in the night seasons there are times where I push real hard with night prayer maybe getting up at 3 and praying or 2 30 and praying and things like that but sometimes you have to make it seasonal because uh, it is demanding uh, it, and you'll feel it uh, I can understand why Jesus fell asleep in the back of the boat because I really believe he really pushed it a lot at night with prayer and there's times you feel it during the day and he got in the back of the boat and just totally fell asleep right in the middle of a storm and you would think how can somebody sleep through that oh it's very easy when you're very very tired and so, so you're looking for sleep almost any time you can get it and really soldiers especially those in special forces I mean you may run all night long you may have stuff going all night long and so anytime you can get sleep even if it's for 10 minutes you just drop down you take it and then you get back up but that's pushing real hard so that's why here David calls it night seasons you may not always be able to sustain that because it's very very demanding but at the same time it's very very rewarding praise God verse 8 I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand I shall not be moved now I have taught before on the various ways in which you can set the Lord before you and I'm not going to reteach that today but there are different things that you can do that, that will help you in that area where you know you just it helps you even in the natural if you can do things in the natural that will help you spiritually by keeping the Lord before you but that's a different message for a different time today verse 11 you will show me the path of life now we know that in John chapter 10 verse 10 Jesus referred to himself as life abundant life is found in him so he says here you will show me the path of life so we know that's the path into Jesus if you don't know Jesus you don't know what the newness of life is you're living in a place that the Bible would call spiritual death you are separated from God because of your sins and although you may not feel like you're spiritually dead you are in a place of spiritual death and you have to understand that this is something that all humanity faces and has to deal with now we have these various problematic things that are out there that 
cause trouble, all these diseases and all of these things that medical science is trying to find a cure for. And many of them over time, they're overcome and new vaccines and new cures come out. And it's a great blessing to humanity. But the sin problem was something really that was irreparable because it could only be cured, fixed, redeemed through a sinless person. Well, the only person who did that was Christ Jesus. And Jesus lived a sinless life in order to provide a way back to God. So that sinless man can cross the bridge of salvation through Jesus and reach the other side, holy God, through receiving Christ as Lord and Savior through faith. But my friends, you have to know that life is in Jesus. You will show me the path of life in your presence. That would be in the presence of the Lord. In your presence is fullness of joy. Mm, I like this. In your presence is fullness of joy. If there were somewhere that if you said, Pastor Stephen, lead me to the most valuable thing that you know, um, I could lead you to some cool places in the natural. I mean, I could, uh, I mean, places that would bring joy or, you know, that, that would be uh, wonderful experiences. I could take you to, um, to some pretty cool sites, even some secret places, even around Moravian Falls that a lot of people, even the locals don't know about that, that are really cool, uh, mainly because I've gotten out in areas and walked and hiked, and I've also had the privilege of having uh, permission to go on certain things or on private property that a lot of others, uh, they would not have that, that privilege or even knowledge of knowing uh, about certain things along that line. And I don't put that out there for everybody because a lot of people show up to Moravian Falls, having heard about angels and stuff like that. So I don't let all of my secrets out, but sometimes I do take some people to certain areas and it is, it is special, but you know, I could take you to a good restaurant and that that's fun. That's, that's good, but it's still, there's, there's deeper experiences. I remember reading one time a person interviewing Bill Gates. Now he's no longer the world's wealthiest man. I believe Jeff Bezos is from Amazon, but still Bill Gates has a lot of money. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of wealthy people in the world. We had, we have over 400 billionaires in the earth today, but Bill Gates was interviewed a little while back a couple of years ago, and a person asked him, you know, what's it like really to have the type of money that you have where you could really buy anything that you want that would be for sale, any type of experience in the world? What's that like? He said, it's just another hamburger. Now, a lot of people would blow a statement like that off and say, ah, he's just being humble. But can I present to you that he's actually being honest? He's, he's, he's really telling the truth. On the natural plateau, uh, it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. It's still just a natural experience. And it doesn't matter what you're eating. Uh, it, if you have a billion dollars and you eat the best hamburger, uh, you have all this money where it's just, you just go out and buy another hamburger, but still just a hamburger. And you know, there was a time when he was real popular with, you know, uh, he's no longer the CEO at Microsoft. You know, somebody else is leading today. 
the company, uh, although he still has a big part in, in the uh, a big role of, you know, of influence from Microsoft, Bill Gates does. But, you know, uh, some years back, people were more curious about his lifestyle and they would, uh, you know, follow him and try to find out what, are he, what does he eat lunch at and stuff like that. Well, he would usually eat lunch at a certain restaurant. And then when they found out where he was eating his, uh, what restaurant it was, then they found out, you know, what did he actually eat? Then they found out that, it, you know, what he ate was, um, well, let, let me see if I can explain it to you. They, they kind of tracked him down and followed him where he had lunch at, which is at a, um, you know, a very special classy restaurant. And it, you know, they found out what he had his, his, just his lunch ticket, I believe for his meal was, you know, just him and another person, $450. And all he had was a half sandwich and a cup of soup. <gasps> oh, but pastor Stephen, it cost $450. It must've been out of this world. No, all it was, was a half sandwich and a cup of soup. And you could probably make the same thing at home in your kitchen for $5. Well, why does it cost $450? Mm, you know, ambiance and atmosphere and, and privacy and, you know, you know, all of that that goes along with it. But still, still, it's still a half sandwich and a cup of soup. And the billionaire experience, while sure, you know, it offers you a lot of freedom and a lot of, uh, ability to do many, many experiences, but still, no matter what that experience is, in many ways you break it down. It's just another cheeseburger, just another hamburger. So you have to realize that life in the eyes of God was really the original design was that man would live forever. So that if you think somehow like many uh, even unfortunately in the church do that you can somehow squeeze out of this short experience, this short journey that you have, even if you live to be a hundred, okay, it's still very short in the, in the overall space of time and history. If you somehow think that you can squeeze out of this short journey, everything that will just cause you to just like, I did it all. Uh, you know what? The, the reality is you don't have enough time and you need more time. And not only do you need more time, you, you need something different. You need, oh, I tell you what you need. You need the spirit realm and you need a new spiritual body because right now you're living in a physical body and that can only take you so far with experiences of of pleasures that you can enjoy in the world. And it is true. There are a lot of pleasures in the world and I, I enjoy life. I enjoy a nice meal with my wife, a good latte. I enjoy traveling. I enjoy going to new countries and I enjoy ministering. I, I really do love life and the world has a lot to offer, but uh, I'm just saying if you limit it to a natural experience, you never got into the deep waters and you can't get into the deep waters without first being in Christ. And then when you're in Christ, you either, you either realize that, Hey, I'm, I'm going to live forever. So I'm going to enjoy life the way God wants me to enjoy it. If there's some things in this lifetime I can't do, it's okay. I've got all eternity. I'll eventually get to it. And, uh, you know, it's all going to be good. So, whoo, uh, you know, I don't play golf. I love golf. I really like golf courses. And, and actually, my wife and I, we, we had a lot that we had bought right on a beautiful golf course here in town. And it was probably the prettiest lot on, uh, I would say, maybe on the entire golf course. Uh, but we sold it a few years ago. And, uh, you know, I've, I've never played golf. 
and I think it's a beautiful sport, a beautiful game. And now I do enjoy walking on a golf course just to walk and get exercise, but I've never played. But when I get to heaven, when I get to heaven and when I have time, that's why I don't play right now because I don't have time. And I, I think if I might start doing that, it might distract me because it looks, it looks like a lot of fun. So I just, I don't do it because it might be a distraction. My, I might get involved in it and think, hey, you know, I, I'm really into this now. Well, I don't want to even go down that path. But when I get to heaven, don't be surprised if you find Pastor Stephen out on a golf course <laughs> somewhere. Woo, glory to God, because then I'll have time. Then I'll have time. Maybe you'll find me on the beach somewhere in heaven, because then I'll have time. Praise God. But for now, but for now, if you want to get into things that will really satisfy you on the earth, Let's talk about that because it all revolves around being in the presence of the Lord. You will show me the path of life. Okay, we know that's in Jesus. All of these things, the deep things are all in Jesus. In your presence, in, in, in other words, in the presence of God, in the presence of the Lord, is fullness of joy. Pastor Stephen, why should I be in the presence of God? Well, if you like joy, and I don't know who doesn't, if you like joy, that's where you need to be. Because that's, that's the source. That's the origin. If you want to find out where joy is bubbling up out of the ground at, then you, you'll find it in the presence of the Lord. And I was with a friend one time, a local friend, and we, we saw this stream. And it was a beautiful stream, very clear water. And we, we said, one day, we're going to go and we're going to hike, and we're going to find out where the, uh, where the source of this spring is at. And uh, we went and looked for it a few days later, and we couldn't find it. But I went back at another time, and I thought, you know, it's got to it's be up there in the mountains somewhere. And I went back at another time, and I, I kept looking and looking, and I, uh, you know, kept climbing and climbing. And finally, when I went around a little corner, and there was a lot of boulders and rocks and things like that, uh, I came upon an area where there's a small hill with boulders on it, and, and there was a spring that, which was the source of the, all the headwaters, there was a spring gushing out of the side of this hill, which is way up in the mountains. And uh, I mean, water was just, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking like a garden hose at your house. It was, it was way beyond that. I'm not saying it was a fire hydrant, but I'm saying this was a lot of water just pouring out. So uh, you have to understand that if you want to get into joy, where, where is the source? If you really want to find out what will make you happier than even a day at Disney World. And Disney World, I'm sure, is a lot of fun. But if you want to find out what will make you happier and more satisfied than a roller coaster, than bungee jumping, than skydiving, than an all-you-can-eat hot dog contest, then I would suggest that you get into the presence of the Lord, and you're going to come into a place of joy that that really goes off the chart because God's joy is supernatural. It is actually one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And God wants you to be joy. God doesn't want you to, you know, uh, you know, go around looking like you've been eating barbecued lizards. God wants you to look like you're happy, like you're blessed. He wants you to, he wants you to be joyful. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. Now, that joy is very important because if you're into the joy, you're going to have strength. And that is the strength of God. And I believe that strength even affects you physically. I believe it affects your body. I believe it keeps your body healthy. But the joy is very, very important. If you're going through a trial 
or you're going through a testing, you may think, oh, Pastor Stephen, I'm just, this thing wor has worn me out, and, I, and it's really getting to me. It's really wearing on me. And I, I know what that's like. I've had things hit me. Who hasn't, right? Well, what you need is you need a big drink. Just like I found that, that source where all that water was coming from, and it was a gusher. Look, you need to find the source of that joy. And, you know, it's really only, it's only going to be found in one place. It's in the presence of the Lord. Well, I don't really want to, I don't really want to get into that, Pastor Stephen. Well, you're going to be really depleted of that divine uplifting. So, come on, raise yourself up and make another push to get into the presence of the Lord. Let me say this, this is very important, particularly for those that maybe you feel weary and exhausted, maybe you're battling a sickness, maybe you struggle with an addiction, maybe you've been taking prescription medicine and it's just thrown your body completely out of whack, and maybe even you've become, your, your body now has gotten used to it and it's even addicted to it, and not only are you struggling with, uh, you know, all the funny things that it makes your body does, but, you, you know, now you're addicted to it, and so... You know, life can have many different challenges. Maybe you're, you're facing a challenge of, of a child who's walked away from God and is doing things that's, you know, it just, it hurts your heart to see those types of things. But my friends, whatever it is, whatever type of thing would try to weigh you down and uh, take the, your joy away, you need to understand that sometimes when you're trying to get into the presence of the Lord, you feel and sense that weariness. Yes, Pastor Stephen, what should I do? Well, I'll just be honest. Sometimes it helps a lot just to take a break, even maybe from all your praying. Pastor Stephen, I'm worn. I'm pressing in. And that, that's all good. There's a place for that. But a lot of times I've just slipped into the presence of the Lord, not so much by warring my way in or just blasting my way in with dynamite and shouting and hollering. Nothing wrong with that because I, I do that too at times. But I would say more often than not, the main way I come into the presence of the Lord is I just kind of slip in by just kind of hanging out, hanging out until I get in there. And, you know, sometimes if I feel uh, things maybe try to weigh me down, I'll just say, Lord, you know what? physically right now I'm very tired it's even hard to focus Lord I'm just going to lay down for 20 minutes and take a nap well Pastor Stephen I'm not really a nap person well maybe maybe you should try it if you're because if you're physically wore out it's hard to concentrate and God cares about your health and the Bible has a lot to say about rest a lot to say about rest and you know I, I think this is something I picked up from Oral Roberts many years ago when he was holding an evangelistic tent crusade and you know whenever you're doing a work for the Lord and you're on the front lines the devil he's, he doesn't take it lightly he's going to really aim the big cannons at you and uh, Oral Roberts that day uh, the, that, that morning after he administered that morning he had received death threats that were you know not, not placed up it was real there was a death threat on his life and it was uh, said that it was going to be carried out that day. And he was, he was aware of it. So, you know, after the morning service, he's informed of this. And he goes back, and he's endeavoring to pray, because at night, he's going to minister. And there has been the word put out, hey, you're, you're going to be, you know, shot dead on the spot, or whatever the, whatever the method was, he was going to be killed that night. And it was, it was very valid threat. So, 
you know, he's praying about it, and, you know, you feel the pressure, you feel these spirits that would try to intimidate, and, you know, even when you have faith and you know, hey, I'm going to go forward with this, you know, live or die or whatever, I'm going forward with it, you still, you know, whatever it is you're going to do, you still want to be in peace. You still want to execute in a place, not out of fear or nervousness, but out of peace. And so he's really fighting to get into that peace. And you know what he did? He just laid down on the bed and took a nap. And uh, sometimes that's just a really good thing to do. Just take a little nap. And he took a nap. And when he woke up, there was an angel of the Lord there. And the angel is the, is the one that shared that statement with Oral Roberts that became a classic all over the world, which was expect a miracle. And the angel told him about expect a miracle. Uh, a, miracle a miracle is either coming to you or past you every day. And uh, shared some things with him about, you know, God's miracle power, God's miracle of anointing. But that's where he got that phrase, expect a miracle. Mm, thank you, Jesus. And having had an encounter with that angel who brought the word of the Lord to him, that just infused him with the faith of God. So he went into that meeting that evening with the boldness of a lion. But it also at also at the same time with just total peace, total peace. And the enemy was not able to touch him. He was untouchable in the anointing. Praise God. But those things are very, very real. So sometimes if you're trying to get into the presence of the Lord and there are these disturbing frequencies and you're trying to work your way through that to get on the frequency of God and your mind is tired and your body is tired, just lay down for 10 or 15 minutes, set an alarm on your watch or on, on a little clock somewhere, maybe for 20 minutes, and then just get back up. And, you know, sometimes it's just that little refreshing, that little rest can help you get your mind focused and then okay back into worship back in the prayer and then you know as you just stay with the Lord it just you start coming into that place of of the presence of the Lord and when you're there now this is what's so important when you're there do like David was instructed to do in Psalm 23 when the Lord said you know I'm, I'm going to lay you out on the nice green grass just like a shepherd feeding the sheep I, you know I'm going to lay you out on this green carpet well just hang out and lay out with the Lord doesn't mean you have to lay down maybe you want to kneel down sit down or whatever you know you're comfortable doing so now now you can focus and just stay there now this this is where the bread and butter of it is at this is where the gold is at young believers when they sense that presence get into that presence delight in that presence are thrilled in the presence and then they exit out of that presence and that that's good it's great that just to be able to get in there but the real blessing is getting into the presence and just staying there just staying in the presence and what happens is in the spirit you're actually being saturated with the it's actually it's actually changing you it changes your your mind your way of thinking you're being infused with joy you may not so much feel the joy right then but the moment you leave that place you realize everything's going to be okay it's amazing it is absolutely amazing many times there are God's people that are they're the warriors and they go into that place of the presence of the Lord 
interceding, wanting to intercede. And the Lord even allows them to lay down there. He will instruct them by the, the Holy Spirit will instruct, lay down your weapons. You need to be ministered to first. And so oftentimes it's not even a place of intercession, but it's just a place where you go, lay down your weapons, relax, you feed and feast at the table of the Lord and you get refreshed. You get a break and God shares things with you and I tell you what, it's incredible, but just stay there as long as you can. That's where the gold is at. That's where the blessing is at. And if you can, now watch this. I, let me take a drink just for a moment before I share this one. I, I, I want you to get ready to receive this. Okay. If you can, and the presence is there. I'm not talking about if the presence is not there. I'm not talking about if you're supposed to be at work. I'm not talking about if you're, if you are forsaking responsibilities that you're supposed to be doing, but if you can, and you have the freedom, stay there for an hour, stay there for two hours, stay there for three hours. If you can stay there half the day, if you are free and it's not being detrimental to maybe something else that you're supposed to be taking care of. In other words, you know, you know, it's not like, you know, you turn on the stove and you're cooking beans and now the beans are going up in smoke, but you're like, Oh Lord, that's okay. I'm over here in prayer. No, you don't need to burn the house down. But if everything is in order and you're able to go over into that place, knowing that, okay, I'm free. Everything's cool. Everything's covered. Then if you, if you have that ability, then just go for it and just stay and hang out in the Lord's presence as long as you can. And as long as it's there, whoo, praise the Lord. It's beautiful. Now we all have different schedules. Uh, I don't always have those times where I can take a whole day. Uh, that's, that's kind of rare, but I do have times where I can uh, still go for it for good lengths of time. But here's something I've always noticed. When I've been in the presence of the Lord for quite some time, what will happen is that special time, God knows I need to close that out and get back into my world of also taking care of administration, taking care of studying, taking care of, uh, you know, making sure things are running in the ministry the way that they should and doing all, how can we say the natural stuff after having been in the presence of the Lord, maybe for an extended period of time, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw something out there just for your spirit. Okay let's say four or five hours. Okay. I'm not trying to be legalistic for anybody. I'm not trying to say that if you don't do that, you're not spiritual because some of you, you may never have that time, but if you do have that time and you really fight for it and you create it and you've, you've made it now you can utilize it. Okay. Well then go for it. And when the Lord's there and you're just in it and you're enjoying it, we'll just stay there. And you'll notice that even if you have a time, because eventually you'll have to close it out. What will happen is at towards the end of that closeout time, that presence can begin to pull back a little bit. And oftentimes the Holy Spirit will even whisper and show me, you need to, you need to begin to close this out now because the phone calls are going to start coming in or close this out now because uh, people are, 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 they're driving, they're coming over right now or close this out now because you need to merge over here and begin to do this, these other things. It's amazing. It's amazing what God will do. And uh, there's been other times where I've been in that and maybe in, in the, in the presence of the Lord and have been taken up into heavenly visions but I've been there for hours 
and what will happen when the Lord begins to close that out it's like I begin to come back down the vision softly begins to close out but the Lord allows me to just experience his goodbye knowing that we'll be back again soon I'll say Lord I'll see you next time as it's as if he's saying goodbye and that that spirit realm world begins to close out begins to close out and when that happens that's when I leave that's when I'm like okay this has been fantastic and then I walk out you will never now listen to this you will never ever walk out of time like that in the presence of the Lord without being charged mm. without the power of God in you on you the joy in you on you it's impossible why because in the presence of the Lord is what fullness not a little bit I'm, I'm talking off the charts fullness of joy Woo! it's just it's just crazy good it's incredible good <laughs> and you wonder why how come uh, how come uh, so many believers don't go after it when you realize it's that good but see here's what's amazing and here's what I, here's what I've seen throughout the body of Christ around the world the global church that even among those who maybe would be what we wouldn't call Pentecostal or tongue-talking you know you know charismatics I've seen many that that are believers who are out of their love for the Lord and their deep hunger for God they still know that place and they still know the presence very very well and they're very very well acquainted with it and they also have that joy and you may not find them in a Pentecostal church but they're out there they're all over the place why because they're hungry and they're thirsty too and they have found they have found the Lord's presence and they're there as well so it's a big it's a big world and God's people are all over this world and uh, just because they may not be in the same stream of Christianity that uh, that you're in doesn't mean that they're still not drinking from the same source and it's a lot of fun to meet them bump into them run into them and airports or all over uh, all kinds of different places around the world and just you know praise God together and rejoice in the Lord together Woo, thank you Lord Jesus mm-hmm Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Joy and strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's why you need eternity. If you try to squeeze it all in into this life, you're going to end up being selfish. If you try to squeeze it all in into this very short existence that we have, you're going to get frustrated. Why? You don't have enough time, uh, and you're out trying to do this and that and this and that instead of spending time in the presence of the Lord. Then you would be so satisfied that whatever you do, whether it's eating a pickle with salt and pepper on it, you're like, wow, this is one of the most pleasant experiences I've ever had. <laughs> well, Pastor Stephen, it's just a pickle. Yeah, but I'm eating it with God, and I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Praise God. Now, I'm not saying I can't enjoy a good meal. I know what a good meal is. But I'm just saying that life without God, you, you're, you're just missing. You're missing the secret sauce. You're missing what it's all about. And no matter how much money you pour on it no how no matter how wild or extravagant you might you try you might try to make it be without God you just can't you can't touch it 
you, you can't touch it. You can only really live life in the Lord. And you can only really live the life He wants you to live when you spend time in His presence. Woo, praise God. And He's waiting to meet you there as well. Sometimes, most of the time, if not all of the time, <laughs> you know, the Lord extracts honesty out of me. I say sometimes, well, really, it's, if I examine it, I, I would probably have to say, yeah, it's all of the time. When I'm pulling messages together to share with you, there are, there are those times because I've already been in prayer fasting, the message just falls. And I can just, I can literally take a pen, write the scriptures down, write a few highlight notes, and I, I can preach it. I can go for it. Sometimes I can just get one or two scriptures and just sit there and talk, don't even need any notes, because the Lord just gives it to me. But other times the Lord holds it back. And most of the time He holds back revelation. He holds back sermons. Why? He wants me there. And He wants me seeking and he wants me pulling, and he wants me inquiring. Yes, he wants me to study, and I study. Study to show yourself approved, a workman that, that can rightly divide the truth, a workman that can teach something, reveal something, share something, explain something, proclaim something. And I understand that. But still, he doesn't want me to be an intellectual, you know, deadhead alone, where all I'm doing is saying, this is what this means in Hebrew, this is what this means in Greek, and then you're just thinking, well, it's still Hebrew and Greek to me. I'm not really getting any juice out of that, Pastor Stephen. Well, that's why you want to really seek, and oftentimes, so often, he holds me there, and he won't give me the rhema. He won't give me the rhema to give to you until I'm there, and I just hang out hang out. And sometimes my, my wife, she says, um, hey, Stephen, you're getting home really late tonight. You know, you're, you're recording late. And I'm like, well, I haven't heard from headquarters yet. <laughs> I've been here all day long, and I haven't heard anything from headquarters yet. Why does it work like that? Because I'm waiting on him. And if he doesn't give me something to say, it would, in a sense, be just me giving a canned message. Now, I can always say something because I, you know, I, I know content, I know material. But we're supposed to live by the rhema word. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word, and that word in the Greek is rhema. That means a living word. We live by every living word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So yeah, I shed blood to get it. I, I, I shed sweat to get it. I give skin to get it. I'll stay here sometimes all day long so that I can get the message that feeds my spirit, which I know feeds your spirit, which is what God would have me share. And He keeps me there too, and doesn't give it to me in, in you know, two minutes, because there's also this thing of fellowship, fellowship with the Lord. We all love fellowship with each other. And, you know, it, it's fun to get together. Truth be told, we could talk for hours, couldn't we? And sometimes talk all night long. Oh, that's fine. That's fine as long as you still remember that what even makes that sweet is your fellowship with Him. And you have fellowship with Him, then your fellowship with others. Oh, you can have some conversations then. Now, get two people together that in their own personal life are having time in the presence of the Lord, rich 
time in the presence of the Lord. Get those kind of people together, get them start talking, and fellowship very quickly just dives off the deep end into the glory. Mm-mm. That's when you have fun. That's really what God means of fellowship. Not just, you know, talking and, you know, talking about the weather, talking about sport. That, that's all cool. Talk about all that. That's all cool. I'm, I, I'm for that. I like talking about natural things too. Okay, but really, if, if you're in the presence and then you start talking, it's going to start going towards the Lord. It's going to start going towards the glory. It's going to start moving towards the kingdom. And it's fun, crazy good fun. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, that's where it's at, my friends. It's in the presence of the Lord. That's where the fullness of joy can be found. At your right hand are pleasures that are not temporary. There are pleasures that are forevermore. So if you really want to live for the Lord understand this that without the Lord in it no matter how good it is no matter how in the eyes of the world great it may look without the Lord in it it's going to be empty it's going to be empty you want the Lord in everything you want your Lord in your life oh Pastor Stephen the Lord he is the air I breathe not if you're not in his presence you're going to be breathing some really stale air. If you really want to have the oxygen of heaven, you're going to have to be in the Lord's presence and get in the presence of the Lord and just hang out there. Woo! And oftentimes, yeah, lay your armor down. Lay your armor down. There's a place for heavy intercession, and, and that's very biblical, that's scriptural. But there's other times just like, Lord, I'm here to just be in your presence. I'm here to drink from the, the stream of the, of the river of life, of the water of heaven. I'm, I'm here to get filled up with your joy. Lord, I'm here just to hang out with you, talk with you about anything you want to talk about. Woo! Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I think for many of you, that's what you need right now. You need that joy. You need that joy. Don't ever criticize joy. Well, Pastor Stephen, they're just acting like they're happy. No, don't, don't, ever, don't ever criticize. It could, could be totally valid. And even if it's not, you, you, can't, you, can't, you don't know. Just let them have fun. Praise God. Laughter is good, even if they're just trying. <laughs> let, let them laugh. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The joy of the Lord flowing into you. It's very, very important. The Holy Spirit moving in your life. Praise God. So just go out, hang out with the Lord. And then begin to move into the presence. Don't try to force it. Just hang out. Don't try to rush it. Just hang out. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Pastor Jim, I don't really know what to pray. Well, if you don't know what to pray in English, and you just kind of run out of things to pray in English, just start praying in, the, in tongues. Start praying in the Spirit. And just hang out. Hang out. Keep moving. Keep moving in. Moving in. Before you know it, you're there. And then stay there as long as you can. As long as time will allow you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Some of you, you're moving into that place right now. Thank you, Father God. Glory, glory, a place of wisdom, a place of strength, a place where confusion and chaos can exist. Now, it may, it may be around you because that stuff's in the world, but it's not in you. It's like you're a fish. You're in the water, and you're swimming all through the water, but the water's not in you. You're in the salt water, but it's, it's not in you. It can't penetrate you. It may be around you, but it's not, it's not affecting you. Why? Because you live in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Father. This is one of those messages that's a little easier to 
um, as they say, the old timers would say it's, it's better felt than telt, but I'm trying to tell it to you the best way I can from my personal experience of going into that place, enjoying that place, and not theorizing about it, but trying to get it over to you in the simplest language that I can, of this is how I go into that place, this is how I get there. If I were to give you instructions of how to get from Moravian Falls to Rome, I, I could tell you how to get there. Yeah, you get on a flight from Charlotte to JFK, to, uh, and then you go from there, and then you, you know, get your connecting flight into Rome, and all, uh, this and that and the other, okay? But I'm trying to tell you today directions. I'm trying to lead you and show you, this is how you get into the presence of the Lord, and this is where you find the source of joy at. Woo, praise God. You know, this is, this is the best place for people to be that if you have a sickness or disease in your body, this is the best place for you to be. If you are a Christian, and you have some type of an addiction that you struggle with, you love God, but this is something that your flesh, uh, this, you know, this addiction is not in your spirit, but it's in your flesh, and your flesh really, uh, this is like a trigger, this thing tries to rise up and get you to pull the trigger to get in the flesh. This that's your deliverance right there. That's your deliverance. Psalm chapter 16, verse 11. The presence of the Lord is how you overcome that. This is where you overcome that. Pastor Stephen, I feel like my flesh, I feel like I'm being so pushed to do this. I feel like I'm about to lose my mind. Okay, just sit down, sit down, just start hanging out with the Lord. Tell the Lord what you're feeling as if he doesn't know, right? Okay, tell him what you're feeling. Say, God, help me, help me, and just start hanging out with the Lord. He'll start taking that off of you. He'll start taking it off of you. And before you know it, it's off of you. Oh, don't leave yet. Okay, hang out with him. Now, stay in the presence. Now, he'll start to strengthen you. He'll start to strengthen you. You start to strengthen you. By the time it's all said and done, you'll walk out of that time with the Lord. You'll walk out of the presence of the Lord, and you'll thank God, I can't even believe that thing used to tempt me. Now, we know, we know that, that yes, should it come back again, we know that, you know, there could, because the devil's still out there, you're still in the world. We know these things could try to flare up, but we know the solution. We know the fortress of solitude. That's where Superman would go when he wanted to get alone and get rejuvenated, okay? It was called the fortress of solitude. We know where to go in the presence of the Lord. Anytime you feel it, Okay, just say, hey, I need a little break. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not quite feeling like Superman right now, so I'm going to fly to my fortress of solitude. I'm going to go into the presence of the Lord. Mm -mm. Woo, praise God. You come out of that, you're Superman again. Praise the Lord. In Christ, that is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Stay in the presence of the Lord. And that way also life is fun. Life is enjoyable. Woo! Everything's fun in the Lord. Without Him, it's just, it's all grayscale. No matter what it is, it just doesn't tickle you. You can try it. Solomon tried it. He had, he had more money than Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett. Take all of them. He had more money than all of them put together, and he plunged into every experience of the flesh he could. And the wild thing about it, he said he still retained his wisdom when he did it. So uh, he could be extremely creative in finding ways to sin. And after it was all done, and he totally messed his life up and did things that caused the nation of Israel to splinter and tear apart, after it was all done, 
He said it was all vanity, all total foolishness, no life in it at all, nothing but emptiness. Mm-mm. Well, I'd like to verify that. I'd like to prove that, Pastor Stephen. No, you don't need to try to go out and reinvent the wheel. You've already had enough who've already, have already said it. Please take their word for it. Take God's word for it and run away from that emptiness and run to the Lord and you'll be living your dream life. Praise God. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. The greatest thing you can do after any major victory or any major gl- blessing where God blesses you is to get away after that moment. Go find a, pl- a quiet place, get on your knees and worship Him and get into His presence and say, God, you did it. And say, Lord, I'm going to enjoy it. You gave it to me. But Lord, you and I both know that without you, it doesn't mean anything. Lord, without you, it would never satisfy. I'll have no idols in my life. Lord, I thank you for what you've done. But Lord, I worship you only and just stay with him. And then all of these things that he adds to you, you can really enjoy them the way that they're supposed to be enjoyed. Mm-mm. You can have some heaven on earth. Praise God. Lift up your hands. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are watching today, fresh strength, fresh joy, that they be pulled into that place of your presence, that angels would just go before them and clear away any obstacles of confusion or fatigue or weariness, and that they would just be drawn in, O God, by the angels' wings, that they would be carried by the colorful spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the seven beautiful colors, the seven spirits of the Lord that they be taken into the presence of the Lord father I thank you that you're bringing them there right now that they will drink deeply and they will drink and drink and drink thank you father thank you father that just like a camel can drink more than a, than a horse and just like an elephant can drink more than a than a puppy father God I thank you that there are your people that they have a tremendous thirst for you and they need to be filled up Oh, God, fill them up, fill them up, fill them up to overflowing as they spend time with you. We thank you also for revelations and visions and trances and divine experiences taking place. We thank you, Father, for peace and for impartation of knowing how to behave and knowing how to act and knowing what to say and what not to say. All of that being put up on your people in that place of your presence. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. And Amen. As you walk in this, watch how God will add into your life others, others who also know that place. Now, let me speak this to those that are single and you're believing God for a godly spouse. As you spend time in the presence of the Lord, God will give you a spouse who's also a person who has the same heart. Okay? If you will honor the Lord and you will make sure that you're in that place of His presence, God will see to it that you will have a spouse that also knows that place of the presence of the Lord as well. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm-mm. I like it. Me and my wife get together. She's a woman of prayer. I, I'm a man of prayer. We get together. Boom. We can just boom, move right into the Spirit. We can get into the Spirit. We can navigate in the Spirit together in times of ministry and time of prayer. And that's just a blessing of the Lord, my friends. Those of you that are single, stay in the place. Well, Pastor Stephen, I, I feel so lonely. I, I can't control my emotions. I just, no, no, that's just all, that's all that stuff down on that lower realm of living. Okay, get into the presence of the Lord. Get filled up. Get filled up. And watch, God will add to you 
God will add to you somebody that's strong in him that also knows that place into the presence and then you can both enjoy that see now now you're equally yoked praise God so father I just thank you for that I thank you for that that you're going to bring that person that godly spouse into their life thank you father God in the name of Jesus amen and amen praise God let's get ready to take communion today if you're watching today's program and you don't know Jesus but in your heart you know that you need Christ right now please pray this prayer after me this is a prayer of salvation pray this prayer after me from your heart God will hear you and he will save you right now say Lord Jesus come into my heart I want to know your presence I want to know your joy Lord wash my sins away write my name in your book of life Jesus save me now I give my heart to you right now thank you Jesus amen and amen it was just that easy God has heard your prayer he has saved you amen he is now your Lord and Savior let us all take holy communion together please grab the unleavened bread and some juice praise God if you don't have these little wafers you can use a cracker that would be fine and I'm using grape juice and let's pray Heavenly Father we thank you for the bread the juice we bless it and consecrate it as holy this is the flesh and blood of our Savior Father we love Jesus so much your son we love him so much Father we thank you for his body we thank you for his flesh as we receive it now we thank you that we are determined by grace to spend time with you in your presence thank you Father thank you Amen let's partake Woo! praise the Lord there will be those of you that you will you will have visions of the Lord Jesus it's rare but not as rare as you think praise God yes I've seen the Lord face to face in vision he's, he, he has appeared to me and that is something that the Lord will do usually for those that really really seek him and go after him praise God not I'm not saying it's guaranteed I'm not saying you can make it happen but I'm just saying go after the Lord you'd be amazed at what he does uh, with how can we say supernatural experiences don't don't seek the experience seek the Lord and you'll have you'll have a lot of experiences praise God Heavenly Father thank you for the blood of Jesus Lord we thank you for spiritual hunger spiritual thirst now father we ask you for grace even as David said draw me O Lord and I'll run after you so Lord do the pulling do the pulling and we're coming and we pursue but let there be grace to pursue and we thank you we thank you father God for encounters with you we thank you for the deep joy of your spirit in Jesus name amen let's receive the blood of Jesus praise the Lord hallelujah for all of you superheroes who need to be recharged you need to go fly now to your fortress of solitude you need to go spend time with the Lord so that you can receive the strength that he wants to impart also the strength so much revelation so much wisdom flowing go spend time in that place and you'll come out of that like you were in a spa a heavenly spa Woo, glory to God. Father, I bless your people. 
I thank you for them. I thank you for strengthening them wherever they may be in the world for strength, whatever their condition may be, whatever challenge or trouble they may face for strength in the name of Jesus. It works the same for all, regardless of where we live, regardless of our trouble. Father, you have promised the strength to joy. It is our portion forevermore in Jesus name. Receive. Amen. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time.